Hey, this is Jenna Bueller with Groundswell Startups here with your podcast of the week. We're here with Jordan Wines of Vector35, who has a new product called Binary Ninja. He's launching with four of his other teammates. Here in the Space Coast, you may know we have a lot of Department of Defense folks, experts in their field. At right, this time last year, met Jordan Wines for the first time through Groundswell. Um, had heard about you through a lot of recent press that you received at the time yep. through the Washington Post. Um, tell us a little bit about the United Airlines competition that Vector35 was involved in. So there's a high concentration of technical talent in the area in general, um, between some large government contractors and FIT and the research that's come out of that. There's a number of, of small companies that are now starting up because there's a lot of people with the skills and abilities in this area. And security is really broad. There's a lot of things that that, that can mean. And so, for example, one group is, is particularly good at reverse engineering, which is taking apart software and finding out how to exploit it, finding flaws in it, and then how to fix them, or maybe just to, to better understand what it does if you don't have the original source code. So United was, was a bug bounty, and these are competitions that companies, well, not even competitions, they're sort of open invitations that companies will put out there in the public, and they'll say, we think we've secured our stuff as best as we can with our resources. Our engineers have looked and we've tried to find stuff, but we know there's more flaws out there. There's a lot of security problems. There's a lot of things that we could have overlooked. Help us find them, and if you tell us about them, we'll reward you. We'll give you, you know, sometimes it's cash, sometimes it's T-shirts, sometimes it's, uh, uh, in this case, it was Miles. So United was the first major airline to have a bug bounty, and I was the first person to win their highest kind of tier of um, of, of bounty, which was a million miles. So I racked up in total 1.25 million between two different things. And they're not even really technically interesting. Like these were not super nitty gritty, low level stuff. I basically just found things that they had kind of forgotten about that were still serious though. And it could have caused a lot of damage. Uh, and that's why they, they awarded the miles that they did. Uh, but it's, it's really good that they as a company were saying, hey, look, we know we need other people's help in it. Let's give folks a legal aspect to help us and a way to give them a benefit from it too. Uh, well, even crazier than that, the Pentagon came out and did the same thing. More than 1,400 eligible hackers were invited to participate in Hack the Pentagon, and more than 250 of them found and submitted at least one vulnerability report. As these reports arrived, we worked to remediate them in real time with support from a contractor, Hacker One. Of all the submissions we received, 138 of them were determined to be legitimate, unique. They essentially said, uh, we know we're not perfect. It's impossible to secure software 100%. We need your help. You know, we'd like to let the public help us and do it in a legal, safe way. So they said, hack us. Uh, now you had to get a little bit of a background check. Not really. They just had to kind of verify you were a U.S. citizen um, and a few other legal reasons. They're kind of being cautious, you know, rolling this out for the first time. Uh, and then they had a, a whole like period where they said, go for it. And they gave you a certain list of websites. And any flaws you found on those websites, uh, they didn't pay in miles. They paid in cash. Uh, I only got uh, 200 bucks, uh, but it was still pretty cool. Um, to, uh, to get a little challenge coin from the Pentagon saying, I, you know, that you participated in the program. And we're here with Vector35, the creators of Binary Ninja. When this podcast goes yeah. out, it'll be on the market. We hope. Uh, we certainly should be. So are you getting into the commercial side of things now? Department of Defense, kind yeah. of exploring new territory. What's that like? Yeah, so we, we worked, all of, all of us, all four of us from Vector35 worked for a government contractor for many years and uh, enjoyed it. It was good work. We did a lot of work for government agencies and clearances, and it was really cool, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of good skills that we developed. Um, but gets a little, you know, you get a little tired of it and you're ready to, to do something different, and selling commercial software is something that none of us had ever done, and we thought it would be fun. We thought we could do it. Right. 
And a lot of the smaller, talented companies that are here in the Space Coast are working in government contract work. What is it like to dabble in commercial technology? And then, you know, if you had to choose one or the other, you know, what is your favorite space to be in? Well, I'll let you know in a couple of years. We'll see how this goes. (laughs) You know, this is sort of like this new experiment for us to try to find out um, what it's like to be in the commercial space. We've we've worked uh, for seven to 15 years, depending on which which one of us in the company, uh, in government contracting. And so we're very familiar with, you know, the government contracts and the style of those, which is weird, I think, for people coming from a commercial background and the the auditing and accounting. Um, but for us, we don't know how to price software. You know, we don't know how to, to, to run. I mean, we've, we've, as consumers, used things. And so it's a big learning curve for us that we're really enjoying. We're looking forward to it. And you guys have been very helpful. We appreciate um, the help you've given us in terms of figuring out what our market is and how big is it and how can we price it based on that. Excellent. And how does the development of that tool relate to the recent contract work that you're getting into with, with other folks on the West Coast? Yeah, so we, we've got a number of uh, companies that are interested in, in training their engineers on how to reverse engineer. This is a scarce skill set. And our long-term goal as a company is to build a video game that actually uses these tools that we're building now, these actual uh, kind of security expert tools in a video game to teach kids or adults, anybody that wants to, to learn this stuff um, just because they're playing a video game. And, and we're not building educational software. I wanna be clear, we're building a, a video game first and foremost. We want it to be a fun game. Um, but we also think what we do is fun. We think this kind of hacking, this reverse engineering, this taking apart software is really fascinating and fun. And so we think we can build that into a game. Uh, but it, we're a couple of years out from that. And so what we'd like to do in the meantime is uh, kind of fund ourselves by, by releasing trainings. And so we've already released some of these things online so people can just download it and play it. Uh, Google actually paid us to, to go out and train some of their staff. Wow. And so we took a lot of their, some of their folks were complete experts in the field, folks that had, the, the guy that found Heartbleed uh, was one of the people in our, in our audience. Um, and then we had people who had never reverse engineered software, but were just really smart engineers who, as developers from Google, um, that picked it up you know, immediately. It was really fun watching them more than anything, see them hack a video game that we built. We've got a, a game called Pwn Adventure, and uh, the whole point of the game is you have to hack it to win. You know, it's part of kind of our, our goal. And so we, we ran this, this game as a training at Google and helped them uh, learn the tool and the techniques uh, in the context of this video game. Right. And there you have it. We have some of the most exciting commercial products going up into the galaxy and some of the most exciting commercial products being launched into the webosphere. This is fantastic. Product launch is going to happen. Um, it's available already. Yep. Product launch to the public here in the Space Coast is going to happen at the end of August. Um, we're going to play Capture the Flag. Can you describe what this is going to look like? Yeah. So Capture the Flag is is part of our DNA as a company, is part of like just what we're really passionate about. When I say we're we're teaching people to hack in video games. We do that through Capture the Flags. These are uh, competitions like you play as a kid in a field, right, where there's two teams and you're trying to steal their flag and they're trying to steal yours, except uh, the field is a computer program and the flags are data, right? And so I'm trying to take their data and they're trying to take my data. I'm trying to protect my data and they're trying to protect their data. And so what this looks like is, uh, you know, in a game environment, uh, there's, there's a lot of different like structural ways this gets set up. Sometimes there's like eight teams simultaneously playing. Sometimes there's just one server and one flag and everyone's trying to kind of catch it. Uh, what we plan to do at the, at the launch party here is to have uh, at least one or maybe a couple computers set up with a challenge on it. And so it's a piece of software that has a flaw. And the goal is to get people to find that flaw and create an exploit 
to that flaw. They can actually take over the program and, and do anything they wanted with it. This is equivalent to if you're on your computer and you go to a website and suddenly you've got a virus running on your computer and you didn't click anything, they actually exploited your web browser and forced it to do something it wasn't supposed to do. Um, so it's the same kind of kind of technique. Um, but we're going to have it small. Like we're going to build it to be a very quick turnaround and make it kind of a race and a competition. So the fastest times will get uh, you know get a prize and. Uh, so we'll see how people do. I'm hoping we get some people who've never done it before that watch and learn and then sit down and try it hands-on as well. Great. And then next week, everyone leaves for DEF CON. Yep. Um, really excited to see what happens there. Can you describe what's going to happen at this annual DEF CON event? DEF CON is the, one of the biggest hacking conventions in the world. It happens every year. This is the 24th year, I think. Or it was here that DARPA program manager Mike Walker announced the plans for the Cyber Grand Challenge final event. How enormously hard this game is that they're going to try and play and why it's so There's important. There's almost 100 every year I mean, of, of events that are happening. They happen so often you can't play them all. Um, but the biggest one it happens at DEF CON, and some, some friends of ours uh, that also are from Melbourne are run the event. They're the, uh, uh, the coordinators uh, of it, which is really cool. And uh, this year it's going to feature a computer that is an automated system that had played against other automated systems, beat them in an event the day before. It's going to be playing the humans at the event at DEF CON. So that's going to be super cool. It'll be really interesting to see. And that's never happened what before. Happens. No, this has never happened before. And that's, so that's actually DARPA, the, the research arm of the DOD, has put together this massive program. And uh, it, it, should be, it should be really fun. Great. Uh, Fantastic. And, and there's been some, um, some recent footage of your teammates who've been involved in organizing DEF CON. We'll be sure to include a link to that. And cool. um, definitely wish you the best of luck at next week's event. Um, check out Binary Ninja online. Binary.ninja, yep. Binary.ninja, and be sure to tune in more to see uh, what happens at the launch um, at August 20, on, 26th, right? on August 26th yes. um, yeah. at 5.30 p.m. at the Iron Oak Post Brewery in downtown Melbourne. Thanks so much, Jordan, for uh, joining me today, and um, good luck next week. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. This Groundswell Startups podcast brought to you by Novel Engineering.